and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to a very special live episode of the podcast. Today's episode was recorded at the KPSN Podcast Festival, the third annual one. And we did a little Q&A segment for people to get to know us. And you, the listeners, sent us in so many really great questions. And we answered them on a little Zoom call with a live audience. And uh, we thought we would play that for you right now. as this week's episode. Yeah. So enjoy, and thank you to everyone who sent us a good question. All right, it's 2.05. I know people can come in later if they want, but we'll get started. So welcome to the third annual KPSN Podcast Festival. We've done it all three years. I thought it was really nice. Our profile says founding member (gasps) underneath it because we went to the first year. (laughs) Um, so if I think everybody in here is like our Discord listeners, but just in case, I'm Shannon. I'm Angelica. And we host a podcast called Ask Me About K-Pop. It's been on for four years. We have 200 plus episodes. And the goal of our podcast is to educate people about K-Pop and K-Pop history so that newbies can use it to get into the mm-hmm. hobby and so that people who already like K-Pop can learn new stuff about it. And we've learned a crazy amount about K-pop in the last four years. Absolutely. Our, like, lives as K-pop fans has definitely changed and our, like, tastes have evolved, too. Um, But because we have done this festival before, we've done a Meet the Host segment in the past where we kind of have answered the, like, typical questions of how did you start your podcast, why did you start it, etc. So this year we decided to do something a little bit different and we asked our listeners to just send us questions whether they were related to K-pop or not. Um, so we're just going to kind of do a free for all Q&A today. Um, and yeah, we'll just, we got a lot of questions so hopefully we'll just be able to get through as many as possible. Um, and yeah. All right. Should we do it? Let's do it. Okay. Let's get started. Here is our first question. I'll pretend this is K-pop related by noting that idols borrow clothes from each other all the time, but I really want to know, is there anything that you would totally steal from the other one's closet if you could? I think both of your styles are so cute and cool. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. I am quite a clothes horse. I love clothes. Um, And I have, I live alone, so I have a lot of closet space as well. Um... But you, I, so we have very different styles, like very different in every Aesthetics way. Aesthetics in general. <laughs> um, like you like very floral and like you wear a lot of dresses and I wear a lot more like plain, like structured things, but you have a ton of really adorable and comfy, like onesies, like overall jumpsuits and things. And I would definitely borrow any of those. They probably be, I could, maybe I couldn't borrow them and they'd be too short, but, <laughs> but <laughs> they'd be like little capris. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I do love to borrow your clothes and I do do it True. sometimes, but mm-hmm. I feel like you have such a good, you have such a good t-shirt collection, like, because you have, like, more paint. Like, I don't even own that many pairs of pants, and I have a really <laughs> hard true. time putting outfits together because I like to just one piece. Like, this is a dress, and now I'm done, and an outfit that's a pant and a shirt, that's, like, too many things. But you always have, like, such cute, 
like perfectly fitting, like funny or like clever artsy like shirts and you tuck them into like good pants. And it's always like such a vibe that Thank you. I feel like that's my answer. I do have, I have two full drawers in my dresser that's just t-shirts. <laughs> it's really, it's too much. I have too much clothes. <laughs> But I won't get rid of any of it. <laughs> um, we have a note in the comments from Megan, who uh, is a dear listener of ours that we got to meet last November. And she said, Angelica is tall. And it's surprising. <laughs> she is very tall. We're just sitting down. so And I slouched. So we looked like we were the same height. Well, you All are right. tall. Next All right. question. Next question. What is a past K-pop event or concert that you would go back in time to experience? Ooh, um, something in the past. Okay, this is just like for the drama of it. I want to be at the Black Ocean Dream concert. Ooh. I, I just want to, I want to know. I want to be there. I want to know for real if there's fights if happening. If anyone got like, stabbed yeah, or pushed off a balcony. Put me on the ground. I want to know. <laughs> That's a really good answer. I feel like I def like I have so many concert regrets, like literal mm. regrets in my life of EXO yes. coming. <laughs> there was like in 2015 or 16, EXO came to LA and we were like, that was right at the beginning of like Lay being pushed yeah. to China. And, and it was we thought right it was temporary. We, we did think it was temporary. We also had like just become EXO fans. Like we and we had resisted that for so for such long, a long that time. we were like if Lay's not going to be there, then we're okay with not going. And then they never toured again. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. But they never came back they here. They never came back here. So I should have gone to that one. I should have gone to the Hyuna show that was, like, at a club. Because, like, Hyojong and Hui were, like, in the back in like yeah. at that show. And, like, piece of history I should have gone. But I was like, I'm alone. I just moved to L.A. I don't want to go to a club. I should have gone. I should have yeah. gone. Should have gone to the 2 p.m. concert in Dallas. Should have gone to a lot of things. But I think my real answer is from before I got into K-pop. I would have loved to be at the SM Town Madison Square Garden show. <gasps> yes. The I Am concert. That was so important to me. Good choice. It would have been Good really choice. cool to have gotten into K-pop in time to go to that. Yeah. Because this week is my nine-year K-pop anniversary. Wow. I've spent Almost nine years. Almost a whole decade. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Almost a whole decade. All right. Next question. Do you consider yourselves fangirls or big fans engaging in fandom culture of anything else in your life? Or is K-pop the big one? Mm, what do you think? I think at the moment, like for the last nine years, K-pop has been my like singular fandom because it's like our it's our job it's sure. my favorite thing it's what I think about the most but I've definitely been a fangirl for my entire life <laughs> like I can think of any period in my life and there is like some piece of pop culture that I was absolutely obsessed yeah. with like mm -hmm. in elementary school my whole personality was liking boy meets world that was all <laughs> there was to me it was all I wanted to talk about it was my only thing my whole personality it was my whole personality <laughs> And then, like, in middle school, I was very flighty and my stuff changed a lot. And then, like, I was really, really into The Office when it was airing. That was another, like, I'm the girl who likes The Office. That was, like, a thing <laughs> of mine. But, like, I just like fangirling. I like hyper-focusing on things and, like, getting yeah. really into stuff. 
but for a while. And that's how we became friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were like big Harry Potter fans. Harry Potter. And then we became big Hunger Games fans. And so we would like watch the movie. We would like read the books and like talk about them together. And then like and make go make t-shirts. Like, yeah, yes. make t-shirts. That's our thing. We still do it we now. We do love to make t-shirts. Um, yeah, I have always been like a fangirl in the sense of like I am a nerd, and so I like love. Yeah, like I in high school. I mean, it was never like my whole personality <laughs> but I was like a theater kid and like whatever and now I would say I don't create content for any fandom aside from k-pop but I'm active in the sense that like I'm on tumblr so like I'm very active in like star trek and like I was living for that like atla renaissance that happened recently and like avatar is like back on netflix so people were talking about it again and like you know, the I, untamed. Yeah, the untamed. A lot of like you. and other sea dramas and like books that Chinese books that I've read and stuff. So I'm involved like in that world or whatever. I like reply to people. I have like online friends. <laughs> we like talk about shit together. I read a lot of fan fiction, but I don't. I'm not an artist. I don't like write anything. Mm-hmm. I don't like moderate a Discord server for anything like that. And I'm not in any Discord servers aside from our own. Yeah. So I'm a pretty, but I'm also very passive social media person. Like I just, I have the account and I just like never use it or I just use it to like look at other people's things. So I don't know. I'm like a, a bystander fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess in everything aside from K-pop. Makes sense. <laughs> um, I lost my question thing. Okay. Uh, how do you feel like your relationship with K-pop has evolved, if at all, over the years? Ooh. Um, well, I did say in our introduction that our lives as fans of K-pop has changed, um, throughout the years, for sure. Um, I mean, our tastes have really evolved, I would say. Like, when I first got... You had, I think, a more, like, expansive... Like, a wider spectrum of groups that you when listened first, to yeah, when yeah, you yeah. first got into it. And I had was, like, kind of more specific. Um, and in that sense, like, my taste has really broadened. And I feel like... But I don't know. I mean, when we first got into it, I had, like, three groups that I really cared about. And I, like, tried really hard to, like watch a lot of their stuff and like know all of their music and that kind of stuff and I don't really do that anymore with like newer artists because mm-hmm. at this point there's so many groups there's so many artists there's so much content that it feels even as a veteran fan pretty overwhelming yeah your dance card is full yeah exactly <laughs> my dance card is full and so like if I see a new group or like hear a comeback or something that I like like I've liked a couple of SF9 songs but I don't know anything about them and like I couldn't tell you more than two of the member names and whatever but like if a new song comes out and it comes up on my YouTube like I'll watch it but I don't I feel like I don't invest right in new groups the way that I used to um because at this point I'm like I'm good (laughs) like I have enough people that I know and love like yeah I'll just and also for the most part the groups we got into when we first got into it haven't gone anywhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) like for the most part, True. like my ultimate group is still around, so I haven't yeah. had to like. Mm-hmm. I did lose my, my ultimate girl group, and like EXO isn't right. Is like ephemeral. <laughs> the idea, of but Exo the ideal remains. of EXO perseveres. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel the same way. Like everything is just very different now. Like nine years in, and obviously because of the show and how much we have to like 
learn about and explore and stay plugged into like kind of all of the K-pop has made it just like a more broader experience where I sort of just feel like a viewer of it. That's Mm. just like appreciating all of it. Whereas when I like first got into it, it was like a real obsession Mm -hmm. and it was like trying to find new things to watch and like, yeah, I don't know, like that. We watch it through sort of a more like journalistic professional lens, maybe. Of maybe. Like a, I don't know. It is a little bit more analytical um, sometimes when I like watch a new thing or whatever. And especially now because we've been exposed to so much, I, I find it really difficult to see something and not make associations yes. to other things. That's the thing that mm-hmm. I think is missing is like when I think about like my first year as a K-pop fan there's just like something that is missing in that like the first time I like I've talked about this on our show but my one of my big introductions to k-pop fandom was watching the show we got married Mm -hmm. and it was the first time I'd ever watched a Korean like variety reality show before and everything about it was exciting and interesting and I'd never seen anything like it before and so now it's like now I've seen everything <laughs> and I still like it and it's like comforting and I enjoy it. I've but that, seen it all. <laughs> but that like, that little bit of like, I don't know what this is and I want to know more mm-hmm. is like long gone. Yeah. Cause I, I, I know a lot, but I think that's also why I get so excited about doing episodes about like first gen K-pop because then I get to go back into detective mode and like Learn have to figure new, out. Yeah. Something. Uncover fun things. Yeah. All right. Good question. Good yeah, question. I liked that one. Okay, next one. <clears throat> if you could join any K-pop group, which would you choose? <laughs> um, hmm. That's a hard question. Because I don't want to be an idol. <laughs> uh, they Fair. work really hard, and I hate working. So... <laughs> um, So that's tough. I feel like I would need a lot of stipulations. Like, there's no way I'd ever be able to be in a group that had 13 fucking people. Right. Like, I live alone, and I have for, like, 10 years or more (laughs) at this point. So, like, no. Um, And also, I don't like to work. So... Blackpink puts out music, like, once a year. Maybe they were. And they just do, like, there's only four of them. They mostly just perform, which is the fun part. Sure. And then they get to do, like, fan, fancy, like, fashion things. I choose Blackpink. Okay. <laughs> I think for, like, similar reasons because of, like, group size and mostly just the general style of the group. And it's mostly a vocal choice. But I think I would join, I would like to join Red Velvet. Mm. Because, like, as a singer, I feel like the vocal line of Red Velvet is sure. very good. And all of their songs are really fun to sing. And the fact that they have, like two styles of like the scary and the like pretty princess fairy girl thing. I feel like that works with my vibe. So Mm -hmm. I think red velvet would be my choice. Nice. Good choice. Good choice. Um, Ooh, this is a very interesting question. How do you navigate having fans and even a fandom of your own? (laughs) <laughs> Did you learn anything from K-pop in terms of managing a relationship to your listeners and fans? Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, I find it hard to wrap my brain around the idea that we have fans. Yeah. I, I feel like I usually 
when people ask me about the show, because we have been doing it for a long time now. We do have a lot of people who listen and they listen from all over the world, which is like amazing. But I always refer to them as listeners. Yes. I not don't like using fan. the word I don't, fans. It makes me feel weird to be like, well, our fans. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, mm, no. Who are you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I, I don't know. Have you, do you feel like, I feel like we definitely, I mean, from the beginning, we always, we did not intend to make this a show about our opinions. Like that was never something that we wanted to do because I think a big part of um, our goal for the show was to just sort of make like an open forum for K-pop. And obviously sometimes we like get a little spicy sure. or whatever, like or talk our about something we show. don't like or yeah, or something that we obviously really do. But I think we try not to like yuck people's yums. Like we try not to shit on things because we know that someone somewhere likes it. Um, so I feel like in that sense, I, that's not necessarily because of fans or anything. It's just because of like listeners. I want right. to be like respectful of all the different people who listen to our show. So I feel like in that sense, maybe sometimes we're a little bit mindful of some of the opinions we put on the show or some of the content we put on the show. Like we're not just, you know, shooting the shit like, like we necessarily would off mic. But, um, I don't know. I feel like that's the only way that I think that I've been like conscious of our like listener base mm -hmm. in that sense. Otherwise I feel like we kind of just live our lives and make the show that we want to make. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just more still, even though it's been so much time, I think I'm just more shocked that people not shocked that people like us. I don't think we're deeply unlikable, but like <laughs> just the idea that there are so many people that li have listened to every single episode of our show and listen to it every week. And then we have our, discord listeners who are all like a little community of their own now and they gave themselves a fandom name like yeah. our listeners do have a fandom name which i think is so great but like really at cool. the same time i still kind of don't believe it like y'all yeah, have asked for time, like merch yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. and i'm like who the fuck am i to make merch well and like, i also am just like oh they have a fandom but there's like five of them or something you know what i mean like i don't think of it as being a very i have a hard time like understanding the how scope. many people are really listening and participating in that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's weird. It is. It's, it's, it's just weird. weird. It's, it's also funny weird. because like, aside from you, no one in my life listens to K-pop. No. Nobody. So like when my sister and my like brother-in-law and stuff, like they ask me questions or like my friends ask me stuff, like it's so far removed from my life outside of this show so, like, for someone to be like, what do you mean, like, people listen to you in over 60 countries or whatever? Like, it's just very, it's very disconnected from That is the other I part that I do feel like keeps it really weirdly separate is that I try not to be deeply offended by this, but I think on some level I am, which is that <laughs> I've been doing this show for four years and there is not a single person in my life, in my family, any friend I've ever had who has ever listened to a single episode of wow. my podcast. Wow, okay, I would be offended by that. I have one <laughs> friend who has listened to multiple episodes of our show because she was on a road trip. And so she listened to us on the road trip. But she got really into it and she recommended us, she recommended us to someone, a friend of hers, who was into K-pop, who has since listened to every episode. Oh, well, see, there you go. 
But yeah, I don't know. It just, I feel like to the people in my life, my hobby is like too niche that they're literally yes. not even curious about it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that kind of bums me out. Like, I wonder if I had a podcast about fucking football, if like, yeah, if my friends and family would respect it more. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. they all just sort of feel like, oh, that's like Shannon's weird thing that she does. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I've literally always been my sister's nerdy little sister so like the idea of her just being like oh well that's she's that's just like her yeah her stuff she like just well, she's just things. like i don't know she's always into something <laughs> um but yeah i don't know so i so far i feel like i've been we've been very lucky in that the vast majority of people who listen to our podcast really like it yes, and, and like very us kind. and listen in good faith and are kind and are kind to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I don't stress about, but I do think when we first started the discord, I was afraid because mm. I don't want y'all to fight and I like don't or come know, for like, us because that's, <laughs> like speaking earlier about like being a fangirl, like when I was in high school, I did moderate mm-hmm. fan forum communities for like, seventh heaven and Degrassi and shit (laughs) but like the way I have seen internet communities completely (laughs) implode so many times in my life like that is my one fear is that I don't want our listeners to at some point like get in a big old fight and everyone hates each other Mm -hmm. but like fortunately everyone's like really kind and like they don't give our moderators trouble and like we've never really had major drama so like that's nice that's nice all right, next question. If you could steal a segment slash format from a non-K-pop podcast and use it on AMA K-pop pod, what would it be? Ooh. I don't have a specific thing, but in general, I am deeply, deeply jealous of people who have podcasts where they just like read Wikipedia or mm. read like advice podcasts like oh people send me emails and all I gotta do is like read it and so make you funny wish that com- our podcast didn't have work. so much prep <laughs> I just wish it was less work like I do love doing it and it's so fun and I I'm not mad about our show I love our show I'm proud of our show but when I listen to another podcast where like they just all they to gotta do is like the shit. watch a movie and talk about it for an hour like I feel like I could put out more content if I didn't have to work on it so hard. And sure. like, but it I, takes us like all week to yeah, put together. I wish episode, that we could so. do weekly Patreon episodes like for the patrons, but there's so much work into our podcast that like, I, I just can't pull it off. Yeah. So I just kind of wish there was something like, I wish there was like an, am I the asshole K-pop specific yeah. Reddit that I could just read on my show. Like mm. that would be nice. Yeah. I do think, I mean, I don't know if, it's necessarily a segment I would want to do all the time. Cause like, I like that we do our random game, but the coworkers react was always like one of the most popular episodes that you did. And uh, so that would be, I think, and it's always fun when we have guests on the show. So it, it would be kind of fun if we were able to have some sort of like recurring, either a recurring guest segment, whether they like know a lot about K-pop or not. But Mm -hmm. then like, if they don't, you know, like maybe even a recurring of like showing the locals or whatever. And then we'd just like show them something that's always fun. But yeah, that would take a lot more, you know, organizing, a lot more organizing. And And it was all so much easier (laughs) when I got to use the studio at my old job. Cause that's how the coworkers react episode happened is like the studio was all set up and there was a big TV behind me and I just played it and they could all see it and they were all hooked to microphones and it was just like no work. Mm -hmm. But if we had to do that now, it would be a lot more 
a lot more, more set up. But it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. those kinds of episodes are very fun. They to are. To just be like, here, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> now you say something. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Ooh, enemies to friends. What's a K-pop group concept song that you hated at first and now you love? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think EXO in general, yes. we were really pretty anti-EXO when we first got into K-pop because their fandom was messy and they were messy and it just seemed yeah, like not were, my thing. They were splitting up right when, right when we got into K-pop and that obviously brought out all of the the worst, worst in parts <laughs> of the fandom. Um, but I also like, I, I, well, no, that's not true. I did their music videos are the ones that at first like grabbed me, but then they were such a mess. I was like, no, I can't get into this. And there were so many people. I was just like, no, but I mean, my biggest one is twice. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it's, it's probably good. It's good that I have the opportunity mm. to address this now <laughs> yes, because sure. I have, like, the very first time we ever talked about K-pop on a podcast, which was not our own, I, like, railed against Twice. I, like, into the microphone said, fuck Twice. (laughs) (laughs) They were just, like, so not my vibe, not my style. And I specifically remember, like, our dance teacher playing Cheer Up and something about, like, it was, like, nails on a chalkboard to me. I couldn't even believe that people thought that was music I was like no and I don't know I just I laughed so hard I told you one time I was like I feel like I'm suffering karmic retribution from the way that it just like steamrolled me how much of a twice fan I became like as soon as I got hooked on feel special like I don't know someone above was just like hmm you yeah you got Cupid arrowed like for sure Cupid arrowed and then it was just like Heart eyes to Nyan, who is, I think, the reason I didn't like Twice in the first place. Now she's, she's the my one favorite. singing that line you hated. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just very ironic that I have uh, I've come real 180 on Twice. That's sure. a that's a really good example. Mm-hmm. I can't. Nothing is like coming to my mind right now, but that's totally something that I definitely do do of like hear a song the day it comes out and be like, nah. I would And then say, a month later I'm like, actually that song is great. That, yes, that's true. But I would say maybe your biggest, it's not an enemies to lovers because you never hated this group. You fell for them because of their personality, but you absolutely hated their style of music. And that is monster. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Because now like we've both come to a point where it's like, only Monster X can yell at me. Yes. No one else can yell at me. But I'll let Monster X yell at me. <laughs> yes, that's very, very, very true. And it took me a minute mm-hmm. to like get into Monster yeah, X. Yeah, and yeah. I had to get listeners to send me a playlist of like non-screaming songs. And then, of course, I came back around on the screaming songs. Yeah. But also, I still agree. They only work at a concert. They're more fun at a concert. <laughs> they are more fun at a concert. I do not blast Beast Mode in my car. No Beast Mode. <laughs> Always skip a Beast Mode. <laughs> Um, all right. Ooh, wow. This is very, this is a very complicated question. Or hard Well, we only about. have about 20 minutes left. Okay. So. This one says, you get to program a day of KCON, including the convention and concert. Money, travel, and company politics are no barrier. What does the day look like? Ooh. 
Well, there's definitely a lot of fun, like, convention idea like ideas that we could have for like panels and workshops of like obviously it would be fun to have idol interviews and then some kind of like dance workshop yeah we'd have to have a random play dance floor for sure um oh we could have we could have a booth that has like a stylist and a makeup artist and you know how, like, you can go to Nordstrom's to the makeup oh, and get counter your face and, like, done. get your yeah. face done? So we can have, like, you go in and you get, like, idolized. Oh, my God. Like, like the little, at Disneyland, they have the little princess boutique where they yes. turn the little girls into Cinderella, but yes. you get K-popified. But you get idolized. Love that. And then, and you could even, like, you get your makeup done and then the stylist can just, like, work with what you're wearing, but, like, restyle it and maybe, like, add a couple accessories to make it K-pop appropriate or whatever. That would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as far as the concert goes, I don't know. I would just have like all of my biases. Like, yeah, I think I feel like it, I obviously I would just want all the people China. I want to see <laughs> at a KCON concert. But I think that if I could program KCON and money and company politics were no object, like I just wish that the like variety was better general generationally mm. and like genre wise or oh, whatever for the, you mean for the lineup? for the actual concert lineup sure. because like and i get it this year it's like almost exclusively little fourth gen groups mm-hmm. at the concert which is fine it's totally fine <laughs> but back in the day kcon was like we've talked about this one of the only like american tour stops that people could afford to make so they used to be able to get bts and shiny and big bang to come to kcon yeah but now all those groups can, can do their, their own, own tours. tours. So yeah. like, I just kind of miss the old days of like actually getting to see someone like really nuts, like shiny do three fucking songs like cake on, yeah. which is like beneath them, but, but it was still, still cool. so neat. <laughs> so like, I kind of would love to bring that stuff back, but like, yeah, it would be fun to program cake on. Hmm. We would do a good job. I think. I think we would do a good job. <laughs> all right. Let's see. How do you respond to locals who immediately ask you about, quote, the dark side of K-pop? Is that a time to educate? A time to talk about personal experiences? A time to affirm what they've heard or compare it to any other corner of the entertainment industry or just a time to move on and not engage? That is a really good question. And I think it depends on the person that you're talking to. Absolutely. Like if I was talking to like, say like a coworker that I liked generally and they were like, oh, you like K-pop, but like, don't they all like kill themselves? I feel like I could nicely navigate that conversation. But I've also had times where like, I remember once at my apartment building, like people were just like drinking down by the pool and somebody's friend of a friend heard that I like K-pop and started saying weird racist shit. And I completely fucking disengaged and did yeah. not just didn't even cause like that was not a bad faith conversation and I wasn't interested totally. in having it. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I, I immediately have to take a reading of the person and the intentions behind the question. Cause like my sister's fiance actually just read, like I, when I was home recently for the 4th of July, I saw, I saw him and he genuinely 
always like is very interested in asking me about K-pop. He said he's like a dad and he like sends me articles about like groups that I don't care about. And I'm just like, cool. Thanks. Yes. That's about K-pop. But he actually asked me like, Oh, well, would you ever consider like doing an episode on like the pressures of fame and like how that negatively impacts the idols or whatever. He's like, I'm sure that there's a lot of that, like with it, them starting so young or whatever. And that was a question that I could tell, like he's genuinely interested. So I can talk about like the, you know, the facts of the, of like idols, but also like the facts of just like mental health in South Korea. And then I can make like comparisons to, you know, the celebrities here and the way that they're treated, especially if you're talking about child actors or whatever performers who have been in the spotlight since they were kids. Um, so it, it totally depends on who yeah. it is. It totally depends. Um, because yeah, I mean, even when we've gone to like our different K-pop concerts and stuff, like sometimes we'll have an Uber driver or something who says something crazy racist and we're just like, and this conversation's <laughs> done. Like, thank you very Pulling much. That Thanks though. We're done. <laughs> you can just continue to drive in silence. Thank you. Yeah. So. But I do think like if, if you if you emotionally have the bandwidth and you think the person you're talking to genuinely cares, like, yeah, defend your K-pop. Mm-hmm. And like, but also I think at least people who listen to our show for sure, for sure know that like everything is deeply nuanced and there's a yeah. lot of gray area and different situations are different and different things. And you can definitely like talk through stuff. And like you were just saying, like, I think the entertainment industry in general, in any country is fucked up and exploitative. Yeah. Like that's, how it's literally always been since people were doing like circus shows in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. It's always been kind bad. of bad. <laughs> and yeah. of course we all want it to be better. And like, yeah, sure. Um, what is your criteria for picking groups for deep dive episodes? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we always pick a group that I think we generally say they have to be have been around for at least seven years um, before we do a deep dive on them. And we also usually choose a group that has um, like reached a point in their career that it like some kind of turning some kind point. of turning point or a chapter close. Like yeah, maybe the group is fully disbanded, so we know there's an end to the timeline. Mm-hmm. Or with things like. Like, I think we did the EXO deep dive. It was their we second did it right deep before. dive, but it was right before they had come yeah. back for the first time in Tem- years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did GOT7s when they, like, left JYP because that was, like, this yeah. is a moment to stop. And, like, people ask us all the time, like, 17 deep dive when? And, like, I want to do that, but they're still extremely active and not even one of them has gone to the military yet. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah, we yeah. did it, it would just be, like, I don't know. I, w- I think we want some kind of completion so that it feels like because here's a story that's not out of date and won't immediately exactly because there are some episodes that we've like done or thought of doing that very quickly become outdated because obviously k-pop is like a living thing (laughs) and so it's always changing and so to do a deep dive like that's why we waited until timmin went to the army to do his deep dive on his solo work because if we had done that, you know, a few, like before he gone to the military, then not even a year would have gone by and he would have put out another album or something. And then our deep dive is outdated. So we like to look for groups that have reached the end of some chapter, usually. 
Yeah. And these days, I feel like because the list of groups we want to do for deep dives is like so long, Mm -hmm. I think at this point, we're kind of choosing things based on some kind of anniversary. Like, oh, this group debuted 25 years ago this month. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, that seems like a good reason to do it. Or sometimes it's just like, I want to know about brown eye girls. Let's do it. Like sometimes it's just generally like, oh, I have a curiosity and I want to do this group Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So... It all depends. But our show is spookily always out of date because the K-pop gods love us and hate us because every time we talk about anything, something then happens to that thing. Even that Brown Eyed Girls episode. This week, we recorded our SM Summer albums and I was like, oh, this Shinwa Hero video, it's a fan upload and it sucks. It's 240p, blah. And then I finished, hit stop on the record and SM uploaded the remastered version of that video <laughs> what that stuff happens to us all the time yeah um do you have a favorite light stick the shotting star yeah the shotting star is my favorite i think it's the most beautiful it's so aesthetically pleasing it makes a beautiful star on the wall sure and it has Herlock a ridiculous name but I also really do like, there's a bunch that I like. I love, I think the WJSN one is really fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've changed it, but the old one used to, like, it was a clear ball. And then there's, like, 13 other colored balls in it that represent oh, each cute. member. So, like, it's like a rattle and they're all in oh, there. That's, that's kind of fun. I like the carrot bongs and how you can, like, open them and decorate them on the inside. That's fun. Yeah, light sticks have gotten, they've just, like, gotten Fancy. so much cooler than they used to be. I was surprised that the Twice ones were so simple. Like, they, oh, yeah. they were just like a little lollipop. They're just lollipop. still that lollipop, the candy bomb. Yeah. Um. Do you want to pick from these since we've only got three minutes left? You need to ask an idol to pet sit for you. Who would you pick? You have a pet. I have a pet. Shannon doesn't have a pet, but I would choose JB from GOT7 because he has like four cats. So he would be able to take care of Cookie. He and would know how. And Cookie likes men. So he, he would probably, she'd probably spend all of the time in his lap, um, which she never does to me. Or me. When I pet sit her, she hisses at me and yeah. says, don't you come even close to me. And then she'll sit perfectly arms distance away. And if you go to read, she goes, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> but she would be putty in JB's arms, let me tell you. <laughs> if you needed help moving house, which idols would you call to help you? Ooh. I feel like I would, for strength purposes, I would like Wanho here because you he could like move a couch. He is very large. And then I think like. It would probably eventually drive me fucking crazy, but it would be if Mino was there, he would bark orders and get like really like do it like this. Yeah. So I was thinking I was thinking Mino because he would like take charge and be like, okay, like everybody do this. And he's like very passionate and kind of beefy, so he'd be able to do it. I would also want Shonu there because he would not cause any tension and could lift all the boxes. Right. And I just have to like feed him afterward and that would be fine. Um, I wish I'm trying to think of like, I wish I knew of an idol who's like really organized and meticulous that would like help label my boxes and stuff. I, <laughs> but for that purpose, I think I would choose Schumann 
from oh, EXO. Oh, he does Because seem like... he is very... Uh, I remember when he was on that show with Kong Daniel and he... Oh, uh, right. Life Between the Sheets or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Under the and Blankets. He, under the Blankets, yeah. And he was like very clean and like meticulous and organized. So I feel like I could have him like help me pack up the stuff and then Shonu could take the boxes down and Mino could organize the truck. Mm-hmm. And that that's sounds how good. that would work. That sounds good. <laughs> um, oh, that's like kind of a similar question, but it's a different vibe, which is if you had to pick three idols to go on a road trip with, but they have to be from different gens, who do you pick? Oh, they have to be from different generations. Hmm. I'd like... Hyuna on my road trip because I know she likes to sing in the car which I do too so like that would be fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's like a first gen idol that's responsible that can drive my car I was thinking Boa would oh, be good that's to have a good on, the, choice. on the road trip because she would be super responsible but also I think fun because I was like, well, you know, would definitely be good at a map, but I don't want you know on my road trip. I think he'd drive me insane. And stress but you out. But Boa, I think, has a good head on her shoulders mm-hmm. and will not stress me out. So Boa can come. Um, How is, you know this because you watch more Seventeen stuff. How is my Boo Sung Kwan as like a traveler? Is he a whiner or does he have a good attitude about traveling? Because I want to believe he would have a good attitude and would be fun, but he also seems like he could be like me and complain a lot and we don't need multiple complaints. So he doesn't complain a lot, but he's not a good co-pilot. Like he's a good, (laughs) he's very entertaining in the car, but like he will not feed you snacks. He will not help with navigation and he will fall asleep in the passenger side and not keep you company. that's not helpful. But speaking of 17, Mingyu and Minghao, I think, would both be good. Either one of them. Mingyu in particular is the one I'm thinking of because he was left. Like, he was the one that Bu Song Kwan, like, left alone <laughs> in the car. Like, no co-pilot. No was not helpful at all. Um, but I also know that Minghao is a good driver. Okay. Um Oh, I could plan like a super zen road trip and have like Pick Boa and Minghao and like Schumann yeah. and just like everybody and we're just chilling listen in the car. To an audiobook. And like, yeah, give me like Sunny, <laughs> play me some bass in the back. Great. We're going to have a meditation trip. <laughs> um, okay, I think we have time for this like very last. One more question. One last question. And it is, what is your favorite K-pop song to dance to? Or is there a choreo that you really want to learn? Ooh. I always have a list of choreo I want to learn, but I have no self-discipline. And I will only learn dances if we are doing them in class. And I am forced by social pressure to learn them. Me too, me too. I've tried a couple of times in my life to learn a dance on my own. And I've only succeeded a little bit a couple of times. I wish I had more. Yeah, I usually only learn a chorus. Like, I I never get through the whole thing. Um, That being said, I do know the chorus. It feels special, and it's very fun to dance to. Um, Of the dances, we've actually learned the whole thing that are my favorites. That's easy. And I would say Timmy and Move. We did that Mm. one, and that was really fun. Um, 
super fun to do. And then uh, Red Velvet Bad Boy. I really, really, oh, really liked that one. That, that one choreo was, was so really fun. Because the mm-hmm. choreo like goes really well with it. And it's really, yeah. really fun to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like my favorite thing to dance to of a dance that I know was probably Chunga. Not snapping. Rishi. Snapping. That one was good. That was really fun, but also Gotta Go was really fun. I liked being the Chunga. I got to be the Chunga. Our dance teacher said the Chunga. <laughs> um, and it was very fun. But, like, I feel like a K-pop song that I just like to, like, dance, like, dance to. Dance to. I feel like EXO Lucky One is really Ooh, high yes. on my list. At my wedding, once we were done with, like, daddy dance and all the, like, dances you had to do, my DJ was instructed that EXO Lucky One had to be the first song of the dance floor is open. And yeah. it was perfect and it was great. And all my aunties, like, da- people yeah. dance to it because it's just, it's good booty shaking music. It is good booty shaking music. Any kind of good, dis- anything on our disco playlist, yeah. I feel like. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a disco song, but You Know You Know's Loco House Party. Mm. One of my favorites to like, if I have to motivate myself to do the dishes. So I'm like, okay, shake your butt. And I put that on. And I'm I'm like, well, I can't, I can't sit down while that song is playing. So, yeah, but I don't know the choreo to it. Um, well, I think we're like one minute away from our end of time slot, but thank you so much to everybody who's in here listening to us. This is really nice. And yeah. um, we will be back in 30, 40 minutes, 40 minutes to do our regular segment. And we're doing an extension of our regular podcast episode this week. We're going to be watching some wacky first gen summer music videos. So prepare your heart and your eyes. Yeah, it'll be a good time. <laughs> and yeah, thanks you guys so much. And if you don't listen to us, ask me about K-pop available everywhere. Podcasts are found new episodes on Wednesdays. And, uh, yeah, it was so fun to hang out with you guys. Thanks so much. Good night, Michael. Sleep well. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's late in Germany. (laughs) Thanks to everyone who sent us questions as well. I have no idea if they're going to, like, end this breakout room for us. Or Or if we have to leave it. If we have to leave it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're just killing time now until perhaps the clock is over. (laughs) We'll find out. We'll find out. Oh, I think we can just leave. Okay. All right, later. All right, we're just going to (laughs) leave. Bye. (laughs) Wow, that was so fun. (laughs) It really flew by. It really did. And yeah, thanks again to everybody who sent us those questions. They were all wonderful and super fun to answer. Um, I know we've done, I think we maybe only did this for Patreon, a Q&A before. Yes, that's true. Um, But it's always really fun to hear from you guys. And um, some of your questions are really creative and goofy. I'm going to be thinking about that road trip one for a while. I feel like I would have such, I would have like 10 different combos. Yes, It depends on how many people I want on the road trip. Do I want girls or guys? Do I want both? So many options. Yeah. Yeah, too, too many, many options. options. Yeah, those <laughs> those kinds of questions, I love them because they're so creative and fun, but I feel like my brain can never find people fast enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always Name like, a woman. Who? Yes. <laughs> I don't know who I like. Who do I want to be in a car with? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, it was great fun. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that for that segment. And mm. we'll be right back with a random game. All right, we are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us girl group 
Oh My Girl. Yes. Also stylized as OMG, uh, this is a girl group that was formed by WM Entertainment. Uh, They debuted in 2015, um, originally as eight, and then they have since lost two members and currently promote as six. Yes. um, They have done a lot, I feel like, Mm -hmm. in the like seven years that they've been around. They've put out... Um, five studio albums. They have 13 music videos for 15 different singles. They also had a uh, subunit called Banana... What were they called? Oh My Girl Banana Monkey. They sing Banana Monkey Allergy. What were they called? Oh My Girl Banana. Banana. (laughs) But yeah, they did like a cutesy... They did a cutesy subunit. They were on the first season of Queendom. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of their members, Yua, has like put out solo albums. Like yeah. they're around. Yeah, they're definitely around, um, and they're still active as well. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to look into for Oh My Girl. Probably a deep dive's worth someday. So yes. we're not gonna read a Wikipedia to you right now. Just know that Oh My Girl is a currently active girl group that has six people in it now. But something about them that I did like was interesting in this horrible COVID world that we live in now is that member Yua, the one who like put out that solo album last year, couldn't promote with the group for a long time this year. Cause she got long COVID oh, and like yes. didn't get better. That. Yeah. 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 Which is such a bummer. Yes. Um, I remember hearing but that. yeah, they have, I, my favorite, Oh my girl song is the craziest song ever. It's called windy day. And it like, doesn't oh, make yeah. any that sense, song is bananas. but I love it. I think it's so great. That was the first thing of theirs I ever saw. I saw it on like a music <laughs> show episode and was like, what is this? But I also was obsessed with their album last year and I put a bunch of their songs on my like top for the year because their Dun Dun Dance album was all like experimental, like vocaloid folk crazy. It was nuts and I Mm. loved it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just put out an EP called Real Love this year and the single Real Love, I really like. That's, That's a good song. Yeah, so their most popular music video is from 2020, and it is called Nonstop, and it's Cowboy Concept, which we, like, SF9 last week, and we talked about their, like, Cowboy 2020 Cowboy stuff. Random game is in a cowboy mood, I guess. Um, So if you'd like to watch Oh My Girl Nonstop with us, you can pull it up and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, we have like a board game. Oh, that's cute. It's like Monopoly or something. (gasps) Oh, okay, so it all takes place in the board game. But then we've also got like, there's a lot happening in this video. Texts are coming to life and (laughs) shooting around the room. That's Yua. That's the only member I could pick out of a like group of strangers. Oh, her members are like appearing in social media post holograms and being like, we gotta go party nonstop. Look at her hair. She's tall and the other one's little. Yeah, why is (laughs) why is the proportion so odd? What? Oh the teddy teddy bear bear drive. I think that teddy bear is like 
um, I think it's like part of their like logo aesthetic thing. It's usually mm. on the like album covers and stuff. I wonder if it has a name. Oh yeah, actually I think it's on this. Oh no, it's not on the Real Love album. It's on the Dear Oh My Girl mm. album cover. Oh, this oh, song. Yes, this little yes. tropical. This is cute. They're doing the... We were just talking about how groups don't do this very often. Where oh My Girl is one of those kinds of groups where the girls will be once in a while be wearing the exact same thing. Which is always fun. Here we go. Cowboys facing off against the bear. The bear has a cowboy hat, too. <laughs> he has this whole cowboy outfit. Oh my god, this bear is freaking adorable. He's got so many outfits. He does have a lot of outfits. He also changes size. I'm just watching the visual feast mm -hmm. now. I know there's, there's so, so many much things happening to see. in this video. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, this girl has so much attitude and I feel like she doesn't fit in to the sweeter moments of this <laughs> song. <laughs> like the little like, doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah. and she's doing it with like a stank face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that oh jacket my God, title, that shirt. I love it. Ugh, I have shirts that I've tried to do things like that too, like, and they like wrong. never, they never work. They never work. <laughs> I've tried so many times. Oh no! Now the bear is really big and rainbow, <laughs> and he's taking over the city but also flirting. <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, baby. Cute. Wow. Adorable. That was adorable. I like Oh My Girl. I do too. They have. I, I like a few of their songs. Like I said, Real Love is one of their newer releases, and it's good. I haven't listened to the whole EP, uh, or maybe it's an album, actually. There's quite a few songs on here. But um, I like the title track. Um, it's technically weekly recommendation time, but like we just did an episode like three days ago and I don't know if like anything has like come out or come to my attention that I could. Well, that is, call I out. guess I'm kind of making that my recommendation. I okay. Guess. There you go. Um, because it's new and it's related to the random, oops. And it's related to the random game. Um, I don't know if I really have anything else. Um, I mean, yeah, the only thing, <laughs> I mean, it's finally coming out this week, I think, but Cholrong and Bomi from A-Pink are doing A-Pink's first ever, like, legit oh, subunit yes. as Cholbom, and the, like, they've put out 70 million teaser <laughs> images for, like, a straight month. I can't believe how long they are teasing this album. I need it to just come out already. Yeah. But, like, that should be really fun. So that's an advanced recommendation. And then also, I, just because I think it's so funny, I can't, what is the show called? It's like something bros. 
Is it the one that Mino and Key went on? Yes, Key Key and Mino are on a fake show that is an LG commercial. It's just commercial, but they like have disguised it like an episode of I Live Alone. Right. And it's like like they're in in a house that is not either of their houses being like, turn on the LG closet it steams your clothes and yeah like, and key's like i want this refrigerator buy it for me <laughs> it's very very silly um but there's like two episodes out of that which i think is so hilarious i love that whoever decided that like their dynamic is great television and i and they're is paying correct. them for it because it's whoever it is great was, it is right. great dynamic <laughs> um but yeah i think that's all i have and there's no patreon recommendations in the list so i don't know just have a nice week of k-pop that would be my recommendation have a great day just have a good day (laughs) um and thank you again to everybody who came or even just donated to kpsn um all of the proceeds are going to a good cause and it's still happening right now so i don't know what the total money raised is yet but thanks Um, if you did donate money yeah and if you weren't able to join us um i hope you enjoyed this little sneak peek and you can catch our full episode that we recorded live at kpsn on our patreon as a nice little bonus um it will be a video episode so you can watch along with us some supplemental viewing for our sm town summer album episode which came out last week Hell yeah. So yeah, check that out if you want more. Um, Patreon.com slash pod. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find us everywhere else. Everything is full pop pod except Linktree, which is just pop. But whatever. Y'all know. It's fine. At pod, Twitter, Instagram, Gmail. You know. You know at this point. You know. You know, you know. You know, you know. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. Um, thanks for coming along on this little Q&A ride. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all next week for something else. Love Bye. you. Goodbye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Bye.